Hey y'all, let's talk about making your week a whole lot easier with Factor. Picture this, gourmet meals, dietitian approved, delivered straight to your door. No fuss, no hassle, just deliciousness waiting for you. Whether you're keto, calorie smart, vegan, or anything in between, Factor has over 35 options a week to choose from. And the best part is they're ready to eat in just minutes. But it's not just meals. Think snacks, smoothies, and all the good stuff in between. Plus, it's budget-friendly, way cheaper than your typical takeout, and way healthier too. Let's just say Factor gets you. It's perfect for our busy lives, offering flexibility with 6 to 18 meals a week. And don't worry, if you need a pause or reschedule, they got you. And let's talk about cleanup. With Factor, there's none. Meals come ready to heat and eat. So say goodbye to cooking and cleaning. So ready to simplify your life? Well, go ahead and head to factormeals.com slash blackgirlflow50 and use our code blackgirlflow50 to get 50% off. That's code blackgirlflow50 at factormeals.com slash blackgirlflow50 to get 50% off. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to the Black Girl Flow podcast, a space dedicated to creating conversation that pushes us to be in alignment and at peace with ourselves and the world around us. We are about cultivating joy, growth, and success in our life, love, and identity. So join us as we find our flow. We are your hosts, Liv and Lex, two 20-something-year-old Black girls working every day to be in flow, and we want you along this journey with us. Hey friends, and welcome back to the Black Girl Flow podcast, where we chat about life, love, and identity. It's your host, Liv and Lex, coming back to your car, your earphones, wherever you might be listening to this podcast at the moment. We are currently in Libra season. Lexi, how are we feeling? What is your pulse check feeling like? I saw something that said Libra season is just pre-Scorpio season. So I was like, so disrespectful, but it's so on brand. You know, I love, these are the moments I just love like all the Zodiac signs because it just reminds me how like Leos do the same thing to Cancers and like there's always that like big energy um, but either way, I'm with you, man. 2021 is, it's going by quick, man. I'm just trying to, it's like the tortoise and the hare. And like 2021 was the hare and I'm the tortoise and I'm just trying to get there to the finish line, you know? To get through, honestly. It's interesting that I, I feel like my positioning my feelings of Libras have obviously shifted over the years. I remember when we had first podcast, we were in Libra season, we were both like, oh boy. Um, but honestly, I, I've got to say that I 
do enjoy some Libra company. I'm hoping that Libra season will treat me right. (laughs) I think it already has. (laughs) I'm not going to comment on that, guys. But currently, my post check is looking like um, I went to Afropunk over the weekend, which was such an amazing experience being surrounded by Black people, Black creatives, Black-owned businesses, Black artists, Black fashion designers, just Black people. Like, I am always reminded how much I love living in Atlanta when I go to these sorts of concert festivals. And when I was younger, I used to go to them a lot more. But obviously, since I went to school out of state and the pandemic hit right when I moved back home. I haven't had the opportunity to really like chill and go out and experience all of Atlanta's lifestyle. So I'm always looking forward to those sorts of events. But also speaking of Libra season, I feel like I've been hit by this wave of like an organization, like disorganization. Um, And I'm trying to cope with that. Honestly, Lexi told me that we're apparently in retrograde So that could explain if you all are feeling a little discombobulated like myself, but we're going to keep trudging along before you know it, 2021 is going to be over with and we'll have nothing but the memories. (laughs) (laughs) Also way to dig at Libras being like this disorganized scattered energy, but I definitely feel that in the like I already have a level of indecision that lives within me and it's like particularly amped, which has nothing to do. Like I'm, I don't have a lot of Libra energy in my chart, but it just feels like so hard to make decisions these days. So I definitely feel that. I do think that you've grown an affinity. You've, you've cut back on the Libra slander because I would say she has not cut back on the Leo slander. But the Libra slander <laughs> has definitely taken a hiatus. So I'm proud of you. You've come such a long way. I hope all the Libras feel seen and heard in these moments. So and it's you know, your time. Look, I feel like you're, you, you know what? Let me just come clean. Okay. So when it comes to Leos and when it comes to fire, <laughs> I don't have any problem with anybody of the Zodiac. Okay. I, I don't. But obviously, we all have certain zodiacs that we prefer more than others. (laughs) That's just the way the stars are made up. I don't have anything against Leos. I don't have anything against Libras. But obviously, like you're saying, it's because I dated a Libra, y'all. Like when you date one and you just get to know one on a deeper level, then hey, you just you just grow a little bit of an affinity for them. And look, Michelle Obama and Barack Obama. That's a Leo Capricorn couple maybe I just need to date a Leo and see them in a different light but I feel (laughs) that would be a lot that would be a lot I don't even think I want to see that but I do have another I have a Capricorn in my life who's a male and he's currently like talking to a Libra woman and I literally was like it's tough isn't it (laughs) yeah so I feel like because of your experience, I was really able to like speak into things that they were going through. If they ever hear this, they're going to be so mad that I mentioned this and they will know exactly who they are, but we'll leave that be. But I'm glad to hear that 
you're in the same place that I am. Right, honestly. I, well, what's been going on in your life? Like you were saying that you've been dealing with some decision-making, but also <laughs> just feeling like a little discombobulated as well. Last week you were like, thriving and I still would say that you're thriving still yeah no I would agree with that sentiment it's just that like with the newness of things like I think some people who know me really well know that like I'm a and I don't love to characterize myself as like ambitious and like a go-getter because I like think I'm really chill but um like I think as I'm like increasing the level of responsibility in my life I'm like starting to feel it and so, like, even with the promotion in my job, I'm, like, wait, does everybody know they, like, don't know what I'm doing, right? Like, <laughs> everybody knows, like, you really start to question yourself of, like, I was showing up to work. And it's so interesting, like, how literally that title can shift so much, like, power and mindset. Because it's, like, I used to show up to work and be, like, it didn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. It's not my, like, if this, if this ship sinks, it ain't on me. And now I go to work and I'm like, if this ship sinks, I'm the motherfucking captain. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's on me. And, and it's like, no wonder they pay you more for this. This, this is crazy. And so it's like starting to feel that and like making sure that I'm not questioning myself for the characteristics at which they saw me to be successful in the position. So everything from that to like the responsibilities of owning a home and like still the very much limbo, like I'm anticipated to have it at the end of the week, but like there's simply no guarantees. And I like literally told myself today, I was like, Lexi, if this does not work out, like it is not the end of the world. You've learned so much. Like this is so exciting still. Like you just have to be okay you with whatever the outcome is. So either way, leaning into those is kind of the the both and and like it's fun and roses but at the end of the day like it's still business as usual so just like trying to keep up with yeah all those versions of myself for sure but that's like for the birds you know she grown y'all she get in promotion she get in the house like if you you were single I might just have to holler at you Speaking of that, Olivia, I think it's actually time that me and you define the relationship. I think it's time for us to move past the talking stage. And I would like to let you know that I want to take it to the next level. Wow. I actually love that monologue that brings us perfectly perfectly into our topic of today continuing that love series of dating we will be right back with you all um, after the break are you ready for the black girl flow podcast to take on love in this four-part series we'll be moving through the different stages of a relationship and unpacking how we find flow and balance in all of the single and not so single seasons of our love life We're talking embracing your singleness, self-sabotage, cultivating intimacy inside and outside of the bedroom, letting go of relationships, and all of the layers that come with dating in your 20s as a Black woman. So grab your popcorn and your wine as we dive into all things love and chat about some real shit.
All right, folks, it's time. It's time for us to take the next step. I know, I know. So many of us commitment phobes, not looking for the labels. I know, I am you, you are me. I love that name, commitment phobes. While <laughs> thank you for adding that to my vocabulary. Your vernacular, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> but either way, for all those out there, the hopeless romantics, as Olivia has categorized herself as, the commitment, the self-identified commitment folks like myself, it's time for us to get serious about the dating stage. So on this episode, Liv and I are diving into what does it mean to date? I personally think the talking stage is the most fun. I would argue that the dating stage is like so overhyped. <laughs> what are you talking about? Talking stage and dating, I feel like personally for me, it's really important to have a title on what we are so I can act accordingly. And that's what I think that everyone should kind of have in in the back of their mind like when you have a title and it's not like oh I'm just talking to this person being able to say hey I'm actively dating this one person makes things more clear more concise it's interesting that you say dating this one person because the thing is is dating could be more than just indicating that you want to be in a monogamous relationship but you do really emphasize the labels. But my question is like, how are you acting any different under labels versus not labels? And I think that's where I get tripped up being like, how is this going to change anything? Why are we putting so much energy just on the label? Well, what do you feel like you've learned while <laughs> now of putting, of putting things on the way, like having a label versus not having a label? <laughs> y'all I just want everyone to know Olivia just set me up okay are we okay with this everybody are we okay with her just you know roasting me like this in this way such a public manner I'm like almost flustered Pushing the boundaries of vulnerability because and- you're right absolutely there there are different like ways to date right? They're monogamous dating and then they're, which is a little bit more exclusive, but you can also date in a polygamous way and still be exclusive with- And I think we need to talk about that because there are, I think, okay, just like there's stages and phases to dating in like, in like the single talking dating, I think there's like multi-layers to dating. Like there's the, I'm dating, like we're dating around, you know, we hear that all the time, which is that like, you are not exclusively dating somebody. You are actively going on multiple dates with other people with the intention to cultivate something or the interest to pursue something, or you could be dating exclusively where it's saying like, I'm only really making time and space and energy for you. And then there's like relationship cultivation. You know what I mean? And so I think at least in my experience, (laughs) which I've been dating somebody for, I think like 
I, it's probably like been like six six ish months probably yeah <laughs> would you like to chime in olivia i mean i think this is i think this is the perfect conversation to really dive into things because with lexi and with her partner now she didn't want to put a title on it they were dating exclusively and she felt like okay time is a social construct if we're together we both know what it is and we can continue on some hippy dippy stuff and I kept coming back to her are you like is officially your boyfriend like what are you guys calling things and so that's why we're snickering over here because she's saying six months ish but there's not an actual date maybe there's a separate date for either one of you guys I that would be really interesting I think it doesn't matter to both of us because like we really based it off of like when we felt like there was like a level of clarity of intent and I think the way that you said it I really love it like we were dating exclusively without the labels of like boyfriend and girlfriend and even my boyfriend which like that still doesn't even feel apt like because even that I'm like I don't know if that gives him enough of the credit that I want him to have you know what I mean like that still feels so diluted which I think we'd have we could unpack a little bit more like why we have these labels but like I genuinely like I genuinely think so highly of him he often calls me his lady or like his queen or like my girl or like things that in a very endearing way I unfortunately that doesn't like there's no opposite of that for a girl like I can't call him my guy or like Mr. Man or like (laughs) and I just will not play into the trope of like my king like that feels so simpy to me but um you're right we were dating exclusively and we were very clear about that early on and that was like a big moment for us where I knew and honestly in theory, I said it first, but in practice, he actually did it first because we met on dating app, like on a dating app. And he told me, he's like, I'm going to delete the app. Like I'm done. Like once he met me, he was like, I'm done. And he kind of did it for different reasons. He wasn't doing it because of me, but he was like, I'm getting off of them. And literally after our first date, like I go back to his profile and his profile was gone. So technically like that was him being a little bit more exclusive earlier than I was but I was the first one to say like I'm not actively talking to anybody else like I'm making it a priority to pour into you but Mm -hmm. I was very much okay with that being one-sided like I didn't tell him like I want you to do the same thing I was just like this is what I'm doing and here's where my head's at and then it wasn't until much much later that then people started being like oh so y'all boyfriend and girlfriend and I was like oh I don't know about that and then come to find out he a month in for me I was like you guys are boyfriend and girlfriend and she was like um I mean and it would just give me some this was by the time we knew we were going to New York with each other that he was like taking flights together to different cities yeah but and still like we even talk about it today where I'm like I don't know like that like we don't really know when we can say like we really started dating dating but uh, huh are you okay with that yeah of course just because like it it it's just not that fixed for me and like the emotions of it 
have taught me so much more than just like a moment. And I told him that I was like, you know, I really expected you. And this is like, even hearing the way that I rationalized it, I was like, oh, when we went to New York, I thought you were actually going to ask me to be your girlfriend, like verbatim. And when I told him that he was like, there was kind of this shock look, like you didn't know, like I was taking you to New York, like, and it's so funny because then it like makes it puts into context like all the tweet like all the twit like I'm not all the tweets of like you buy her all these things like you get and all she wants is this like little really tiny affirmation and I was like exactly which is why I was like I let that go halfway through the trip because I realized that I didn't need you to say it because you were already doing it like the way you were treating me the way that you were sharing your life with me like I didn't actually need you to say, do you want to be my girlfriend? I knew how important I was in your life in that moment. And he was like, of course. And I was like, yeah. So in that moment, I was like, the label, it just simply doesn't bother me. You are going to have these people caught up in this fantasy world. I promise you, Lexi, you are in the top 1% of it. (laughs) with this kind of situation now you say what your thoughts on the labels tell your experience with the labels because this is also important look y'all this is really on some homegirl kiki vibes this episode because we're really about to dive a little bit deeper into that every day i get on this godforsaken tiktok app okay and i see people that were in lexi's situation being like oh my goodness you know, you tell me your dreams and aspirations. I I meet your friends. You're at my house every day. And now all of a sudden you're not ready for a relationship, but we've been talking for six months. And so it's like this idea of not putting on a title on things or not expecting that title is going to get you caught up in a space in this really weird gray area for some guys to take advantage and be like, okay, I can have my cake and eat it too, because we could definitely be talking exclusively, but in my head, we're on two completely different pages. I think for you, it played out well. So, <laughs> even that older an older man, okay, that they got they got things going on for them. You know that they're a little bit more intentional. But I think definitely when it comes to younger people, yeah, younger people, I'm talking about twenty two. And don't get me wrong. I'm, I was in that same mindset because even when you asked me like, why not put a label on it? I was like, cause you never know what's going to happen. Like I was playing my card, my cards cautionary. And so I think I, I was in that same frame of mind that you're talking about of like, this person could say all these things and do all these things. But at the end of the day, if we're not really tied to each other like that, you could go. So is that what the label brings you comfort in is like having that security, like that you actually have to break up with me if you want to go? You know, what's interesting because I've had this conversation about marriage even. Okay. So let's say that you're in a relationship with somebody for six years. Okay. And it's mm-hmm. like, you, know you want to get married and in their head, they may want to get married. They may not want to get married. Neither of y'all have had that conversation on what that title, because it's like marriage, honestly, is 50% title, 50% in my opinion, okay? People these days are literally having 
kids with their partner without needing that title to be married. So obviously it brings comfort to the person that's like, okay, if we're married, that means that you're literally going to have to go through a whole lot to get divorced from me or to get separated from me. Obviously in this case of dating and in a relationship, I think having a title brings comfort to both parties because it, it allows them to say, okay, we are on the same page about what this is. And that communication aspect really makes or breaks a relationship in any phase of, you know, yeah. of what like you even recognizing, hey, I was cautionary. Like yeah. That, I think that's normal, but I don't, I don't think that that's something that so then how are you different in a relationship? That's what, that's what folks need to know. And we all, you know, you've already shared with listeners that you're newly out of a relationship, but you were in a relationship for a year. So it's like, and I would argue, I would categorize you as one of my friends who like does well in a relationship. She <laughs> says I'm the worst single person, y'all. I think for me, I am a little different when it comes to navigating dating, as we've talked about on the podcast before. When I meet someone, I like to have some FaceTime conversation. Like, let's say I met them online. I like to have FaceTime conversations with them. Then we'll meet up after they pass the vibe check. We'll hang out for a bit. Honestly, third date potentially I want you to be around my parents or I want you to be around my friends just so that they can see like we like we can kind of cut this off early like because I honestly trust my parents judgment okay when it comes to being with someone but also I'm getting heart palpitations (laughs) also for safety reasons okay maybe not the third date but like a month in okay all right, just because I want them to kind of see who you are, see what your demeanor is, um, and I trust their judgment, and uh, I also think that just by my demeanor, people have told me that I have very girlfriend, wifey energy, like <laughs> someone they would look towards if they wanted a casual hookup situation, which I feel no ways about but like also it's interesting I think that I emit that energy to to guys but when it comes to dating I think I I make it very clear about what it is that I'm looking for what it is that I stand for and we kind of nip it in the bud I would say like month two of hey like you're gonna be my girlfriend or boyfriend month three at the latest yeah but time it I think I move quite quickly I I move I move quicker than most that I guess people that are dating he said honey here's the handcuffs <laughs> not even I just think that it's important for us to be on the same page about what we're doing I didn't even realize that there were some people that were in these talking stages for months 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 on months and still months. not exactly yeah out of it I even knew guys who were like I want to do all the things about a relationship just not have the label and in my mind in that case I'm like yeah at some point you can't have your cake and eat it too because it's like there's something about a relationship that requires cultivating intimacy like if you really want it to be a successful relationship like and I think that's really where 
the 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 commitment to something is different because it's like if you're just in the talking stages and like you're kind of in limbo for forever you know what I mean like you don't have to actively put too too much it's just about sustaining it but it's like when you're in a relationship it's about it's about building something it's about growing it's about cultivating it's like actively engaged in it so I do see what you're saying when you're like we need to be on the same page about what we're cultivating like what we're doing because what I'm not going to do is sit in limbo with you and just play house right because that's going to take my energy it's going to take my time and I think you're so good about knowing what you can give, whether that's in your social battery, whether that's as a lover, like what you can and what you cannot. And so I, I do think when you say it that way, I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right with that. But I do think then that that's also the piece of it that that's where people start getting into that self-sabotage when they don't know how to communicate, how intimidating it is, like meet the parents, meet the siblings, meet the friends, like all of those things because you don't really know. And I think this is some part of it too, of like, you don't always know what you want going in. Like there are some people that I'm like, that they have the, they've written down their dream man. And we could talk about that all day long, whatever floats your boat, sure. But it's like, you'll, it will come for you when it is for you. (laughs) No matter how many times you write down a piece of paper. Yes, the universe responds to energies and frequencies, but like if you're vibrating in a lower energy, like write whatever you want on a piece of paper. But in my opinion, it's like you don't always know until you're in the situation and then you don't always know how to communicate what you need. And so it's also sometimes just about asking for that processing time because then when you're interacting with family and live, you've had some situations, like it's not always super positive. And it's hard to like bring more cooks in the kitchen. But again, at least I can now see the value of if you have the label, you have that to go back to being like, okay, but what are we doing? Okay, we're doing that. Okay, cool. So we're not going to get hung up on this, that or the other. Right. And I think going back to that self-sabotage piece, especially for people that have come out of situations, relationships, talking stages that were not very positive and they're used to being treated a certain way that like negatively impacts them. They, when, when they finally meet someone that is treating them well, or that is going out of their way to do things, they, there's like the psychological switch that goes off. That's telling yourself, Hey, I'm actually not worthy to experience what this person has to offer me. And so therefore I'm going to like be destructive every single time somebody like every time this person tries to like make a grand gesture towards me or tries to with me I'm going to find little bitty things to point out and ghost them or or live you are talking to somebody okay okay because that's exactly what you're saying is so real. And I'm curious to where that happened in your relationship or if you've ever experienced that. Cause I think that goes to my example of like, I was this huge display of affection and care and commitment. And I was still internally questioning what his intentions were because I was also experiencing that level of like, this is too good to be true. Like this can't be exactly how like huh like and I think my right like when you internalize trust issues when you don't know how to communicate like the ways you need to be affirmed like 
you start to, and I love this because like I, like I was like, you start to make up stories in your head of like, oh, this just can't be. And the other person's not privy to those stories you're telling yourself in your head. And then that can become exactly the wall, the barrier that you create or like the nitpicking or whatever that then becomes, you know, in the way of you getting to the thing that you desired in the first place. And sometimes that doesn't even register because it's happening so quickly, you know, like it's about, oh, he didn't text me back at this time. Oh, you said you came late. Like what was this on the other? Like you are in the trenches. You were in the trenches. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can't necessarily say that I've dealt with a situation where I've purposely tried to self-sabotage but throughout my relationships I've had to really cultivate like inner confidence for myself because I remember my first relationship like in high school I I would tell my like parents oh you know is this person out of my league or you know Mm. on the same level and on paper it's we've got everything at we're both very attractive people but even having that kind of rhetoric going around in your head, am I, is this person out of my league? Am I worthy? Like it still stems from some sort of psychological issue or, or lack of confidence within that, that tricks you into believing, okay, maybe I need to find someone that is, you know, lower, lower, you know, good. Yeah. Or on the scale. Yeah. Scale that you have. And my parents had to really like train me in a way or just, just coach you or support you. Yeah. yeah. Call, call out that thinking. Um, but in general, I think when it comes to healing after breakups, right. And well, I know we'll, we'll get a little bit more into this in our next episode, but healing, I've definitely been in situations where it's like, okay, I'm, I didn't realize I was still healing from this past situation but now things are coming up in this, in my new situation. And I'm trying to like sort out my feelings um, and deal with them the best that I know how. So yeah. that's, that's about my experience when it comes to self-sabotage and just experiencing lack of confidence and to all of the women out there or just all of the people out there listening. Like, I just really want to emphasize just how worthy you are of true love mm-hmm. of grand gestures of chivalry of like comfortable intimacy that you feel is trustworthy and loyal all of the things and don't allow yourself to be in a situation that you feel drained yeah you know after interacting or someone that makes you feel belittled in any sort of way retweet 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 repost the whole nine um so um and I think my final takeaway too is that like this builds on itself you know we talked about like owning your singleness and then communication and boundaries in the talking stage and now I think what we're talking about is like now that you have that communication you have these boundaries now you're building your boundaries with somebody else it's about finding balance, like where you don't lose the, you don't lose all the work and concepts that you have of yourself when you were owning your singleness. 
you don't lose your ability or the safety of cultivating clear communication. And you're really in relationship with people at which you feel like there's that balance that you feel that everything that you described about that type of love, like that security, that safety, that, that empowerment, like being in a relationship that empowers you, it feels supportive and you're able to give that back. Like that to me is everything and it takes work. Like as much as the TikToks want to make it seem like 45 seconds, like it's beautiful because it's a display of work and commitment, actively choosing. And as somebody who that commitment was really intimidating and I've learned more about myself in this process than I ever could by myself, like it's worth every single piece that makes it so sacred of like, if I lost it tomorrow, it was worth every, every ounce of my time. But I also, at the same time, want to be intentional about cultivating that space further. So it's like, I wish that for all my sisters and and beyond, you know? Well, I love that. And just to quickly touch on that social media piece, y'all, please do not let social media fool you out here in these streets. Don't be a victim to the my man pays for my rent, what does your man do? Like the the comparison games, because it'll only get you into this really awful black hole of thoughts of, okay, I need to, I need to raise my standards. I need to do this. Like Lexi said, it's literally all about finding balance and what works for you in your relationship and what dynamic you put in place. So love all of those things. Thank y'all so much for joining us on another love episode. We have our letting go or settling in episode coming up where we get real spicy talking about breakups, talking about just marriage and the, the generational differences, a lot of hot topics in that one. So please don't miss out. And as always, the conversation continues on Instagram at Black Girl Flow Podcast. So please make sure to let us know your thoughts there. But that's all that we have for you this episode. And have a wonderful rest of y'all's week. Peace, love, blessings. Catch y'all later. Bye. All right, that wraps up our episode this week. Don't forget to go check out Black Girl Flow Podcast on social media and even check out our new YouTube channel to continue the conversation there. We really appreciate if y'all could rate and subscribe our channel. And with that said, see you all next time. Rest well, folks. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.